0: good morning morning. on Wednesday the 24th our students all students were invited to a worship night and they listened to real stories told by four people involved in our church their names the presenters Angie Madison, Stephen, Michelle. Each of them disclosed part of their life story. They shared a little bit about a time in their lives when maybe doors were closed or wrong doors were opened. They shared about receiving access to a door unlike any other door, making a difference in their lives. They talked about how that particular way through granted them new outlooks, better understanding, a needed change a step into a deeper and authentic path of growth. Some of them shared about the relief of finding the exit door, a way out of something. Then the students were welcomed to reflect and apply it to their unfolding story and you're welcome after service on the other side it will the question is what is a door that has been closed that will be on this side behind here and as you can see hopefully you can you can at least figure that there are little writings throughout on both sides and that was part of the invitation for the students to respond to think to apply it to their own stories as it continues to unfold in their lives. So I want to thank Chris, uh, the director of our student ministry. I want to thank Josh, our director of music, Contemporary Worship. They put this together. They're not the best carpenters. I can't open this door this way, (laughs) but they did a great job. Their helpers, their team, their support, and the four speakers for offering an opportunity for our youth, for the future of the church and our nation and the next generation of future leaders who we love, amen, Amen. who we welcome. So although you have not heard the specifics of each of those four stories, with what I said so far, Do you think you may relate or you could relate? Could you relate to any doors ever closed? Could you relate in in those circumstances when we stepped into the wrong thing because it was wide open and very inviting? Made sense? Have you ever come to a standstill? You should open, you should go for it, you should leap forward, but it's too scary or too difficult and you are at a standstill and you won't open what should be opened. Ever stood before the right axis and misplaced your keys? On July 2nd, that was our moving day, my families, from Coral Gables to Coral Springs. The prior day, we came to this beautiful parsonage, thank you, blessed home, to um, bring a few things that we wanted to make sure received proper care. We met a few of the church leaders, and we received the keys so that the next day we would have access to our new home. Later that day, when we got back to Coral Gables to continue moving, as you can imagine, boxes everywhere, David, my husband, and I arranged a plan to make sure that we were on the same page and that we wouldn't lose the keys. So holding the keys, we said, we're gonna place these keys in this particular drawer of this particular dresser. Good plan. The next morning, the movers come, And they begin loading the truck with the heaviest for pieces of furniture and the biggest. That would be that dresser I was talking about. (laughs) And um, seven or eight hours later, we pull up here to Coral Springs. And as we're arriving there, David says to me, did you grab the new house keys and put them in your purse? I replied, did you grab the keys and put them in your pocket? (laughs) We arrived at the right place with the right people, at the right time, right on schedule, but we didn't have the key. We had other keys. We didn't have the key. For the last four weeks, I've been talking a little bit about we are going to live, we continue to live into seasons, and many things vary. The places, the purposes, the plans, the people, the problems. We live lean into different doors. We are too. But all need some sort of Key, the means to access a door. Last week I focused on Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through 14. I encourage you to read it if you're not familiar with that story. So there's a part there where this man, Jeremiah, speaks. To the people who are enduring, who have lost their way, many doors have been shut, without a sense of direction, missing what was key. They sinned, in other words, they detoured off to wrong paths. And this person, very courageous man, his name Jeremiah, is appointed to speak of a future in God. And he speaks of the need to realign and the very key. He speaks of the need to return to their faith in God as key or as the way to persevere in life. Another key, or a door, he talks about there is always an open door a future with hope in Jesus Christ, our Lord. What a beautiful truth and statement for Jeremiah to say to a troubling family and people he cared for. What an honor for Jeremiah, would you say? It was an honor, but I'm going to tell you something of Jeremiah. If you ever wanted to to discover more of his journey, there's a little over 50 chapters in the book of Jeremiah that tells you how that honorable journey went. He did not like it many times. When he was called onto that vocational door of being a prophet of God, there were many times he actually asked God, take this away, I don't like it, I can't handle it, it's too hard, by the way. He lost family and friends. Many times, that vocational door for Jeremiah appeared and felt like a dead end. Not an open door for success. In fact, chapter 1 of Jeremiah talks about his initial response when God calls him to this wonderful, honorable journey. And I want you to read a little bit with me. So if you were to peel back the story from chapter 29, let's go back to the beginning for Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 6, and I challenge you to read the rest of that chapter, verses 7 and 8, so you figure out how that conversation continued. So, verses 4 through 6 of Jeremiah 1, and then we'll leave it up there, reads like this. Now the word of the Lord came to to me saying and me is Jeremiah the word of the Lord came to me saying before I formed you in the womb I knew you and before you were born I consecrated you I appointed you a prophet to the nations beautiful Verse 6, this is uh, Jeremiah's first response. Then I said, 'Uh, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak for I am only a boy. As we continue to see those words, first key, the foundation, the starting of faith, of your faith, I hope is that. What is it? Key, God indicates that life starts with God. Plans, not plans, surprise, not surprise. Above all that, Take this with you and tell someone, make sure if you ever find yourself in front of someone who questions their value of life, right there. Life originates with God alone. Key. Your starting point for life. Another key. God indicates, verse 5, the first half of 5, that there is access to have a personal, intimate relationship with God, where you see, I knew you. What lies behind that word, know you, is I care for you, I see you, I recognize you. God is saying here, it starts with me, and it continues with me. And it brings to life the truth of there's a creator and there's a created being and we are to remain connected. And then there's a door. God reveals to Jeremiah that in this particular case, Jeremiah is consecrated. In other words, he set apart for an incredible task. In this case, appointed to speak to nations. That doesn't mean that's everybody's case. It's not mine. But it tells you God starts it, God connects it, and God continues. Access. Always. So today, take this with you. God creates you for purposeful journeys. You're here because God called you by name, recognizes you, sees you, and has access, open heaven for you to have a relationship with God. Another key, or a door. God continues to reveal calling you by name, setting you apart to live out a fulfilling life how that looks like surely varies for all of us but all of us are called and created to live a fulfilling life notice how Jeremiah responds verse 6 ah in bad days will add the cynicism, uh, in scary days, you may add the panic mode, ah, then the next word is truly, interesting, truly means genuinely, I'm expressing the following, sincerely, I'm telling you, Uh. So the truth comes from Jeremiah and apparently implying that God may have made a mistake on this one. You see? Really? The following phrase, I do not know how. The next phrase, for I am only a. I do not know how is a sense of incapability. And for I am only a, you fill in the blanks, is a perception of self-inadequacy, not good enough. How do we get there? What is it that there is this almost natural inclination to doubt? Incapable, too great, too big too wonderful, or inadequate. How do we get there? Many reasons, many ways. Many doors shut, many wrong doors. Many things inflicted upon us, many things that we inflicted, many times expressed incorrectly, many things done when it should have not, many things that should have been done, but they weren't. Many things bring us to the moment as little as a five-year-old or younger to begin to distort our identity in Christ. Many things in life. The brokenness amongst us. The sin that separates us. It can be hard to trust in God. It is a challenge to have faith in God. And it's certainly a challenge to be on mission with God and have this appointment of doing something fulfilling in this life. The thought of being unable to fulfill one's calling The failure, the possibility, the consequences, not if, but when we fail. Oh, the hurt that will entail to someone else's life and your own. It is just too much. I'm just going to stand still. So what is a fulfilling life? A fulfilling life does not mean an easy life, does not mean a life free of mistakes, a problem free life. If so, who needs faith? No purpose for faith. You can do it. Piece of cake. Believing in what is yet to be seen is faith. And that includes believing that you are created and formed and connected and set apart for some fulfilling thing in life. And Jeremiah's course reminds me often, it's a difficult one. What does fulfilling mean? What does fulfillment mean? We can define it in different ways. I'm going to Present one way, fulfillment means fully developing our character, virtues, abilities as God names us, gives us, transforms us, and ultimately appoints us. But you have to have the right key from the get-go, and that is life originated through you because of God. Hold on to that key as your starting point. Have faith from the beginning or seek that faith from the beginning so that it can develop into a fulfilling life. When we react or respond with the, ah, I truly do not know how, for I am only A, that is when you have to bring these tools to life. Remember these promises. This is true. The Lord said it. And it's key to live an authentic life. Realign with this as many times as needed. With this text. And when life happens and fear shakes our faith and doors are confusing, know this. And as we continue to develop our faith and we use scriptures as a tool, you may also remember, if not, I'll remind you, that in another text in the Bible, somewhere around Revelations 3, it reads like this. I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and be with you. Amen. Amen. When we get off track and we don't even knock on the door, the grace of God, he knocks on our door. Well, isn't that nice? He will knock on your heart and we always have access to open that door for God wants to be with you. There are no dead ends with the Lord Jesus Christ. No dead ends. I saw a few babies as I came in to this particular service. Yeah. Keegan to my right. And I believe there's just weeks over here. May they hear these words from their loved ones and from all of those who surround them. Amen. As I come to a close, life is knowing that we can expect God to be with us and see us through it all. May that be your starting point. Life is knowing, believing that we can expect God to be with us and always be an access, an open door. Amen to that. If you like that, I have one more thing that technically it's even better. If we learn to hold on to that and grow with that, I want you to imagine and to wonder how that faith can develop into action and you can say, I can expect this from God and wait for it. And you can ask, what does God expect of me? Yeah? So it's not just consumerism, correct? I'm just, just. And I'm saying that to tie with the very last thing that the word of God said to Jeremiah. I appointed you. You can always expect God to be there. But challenge also your life into faith, into action. And when life is happening, injustices are happening, detours are happening, dare to ask, what do you expect of me, God, through this peace? What do you expect me? How can this story help the next one coming, perhaps? Ask that question as well. And I encourage you, as you leave today, go to the Word, review that, verse 7 and 8, just in case you're curious, God responds, Jeremiah, you're not just a boy. I'm going to help you. And then he explained a little bit more. Put yourself in that story. Ask both questions be vulnerable and humble and ask someone you trust what do you think God expects of me the younger that you are the the better I hope you can get to this the sooner I really hope you can get to this so things don't seem in vain as persons created in the image of God when we are called by name on to transformation we may be appointed to fulfilling purposes we may say ah but I hope we say yes as well God is our beginning and end an open door is always available when God knocks on your door will you open the door